Today is Tuesday, July 27th. The title for our devotional is The Answer. Yesterday, we looked at the question that Jesus was asked by the teacher of the law. Today, we're going to look at uh, his answer as Jesus throws it back to him. So Luke 10, 25 to 37 says this. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Again, yesterday we saw the lawyer's disingenuous question. Jesus then flips the question back upon the expert in the law. Jesus doesn't always do this, but occasionally he utilizes this method. The lawyer wisely answers with the Jesus creed, as we've been talking about. He had likely been following Jesus and heard him teach this and, to his credit, agreed with him. Jesus' response to the lawyer may trip us up with our modern ways of describing salvation and attaining eternal life. Scripture is clear elsewhere that we are saved by God's grace through faith and knowing Jesus. Jesus here is not contradicting this theology. Remember, he is asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus' response of, do this and you will live points to the actions of an individual whose inner life has indeed been transformed by the saving power of God. The genuine expression of faith and transformation on the part of a believer is love of God with one's whole being and love of neighbor. After answering correctly and Jesus affirming his answer, the lawyer, quote, desired to justify himself. First of all, the reasonable response to this would be an admittance that loving God and loving others is impossible to fully attain in perfection. This would have likely led to a conversation as to how he might attain the mercy of God when he fails to live up to the standard of the Jesus creed of loving God and loving others. To this, Jesus would likely call the lawyer to follow him and come take Jesus' yoke upon him and to learn from him, thereby finding rest for his soul. He would then witness the crucifixion of Jesus as the atoning sacrifice for his sins. Then he would witness the resurrection as the vindication of Jesus' teaching and the confirmation that eternal life is found in no other name than Jesus. But instead of taking that beautiful, humble conversation track, the lawyer attempts to justify himself by looking for a loophole in the whole love your neighbor thing. He's fixated on what he must do to inherit eternal life. We'll begin looking at Jesus' answer tomorrow, but let's not move past this too quickly. As we saw yesterday with his disingenuous question, the desire to justify oneself is all too common in our human experience. Instead of confessing and admitting to our failure to live according to God's standards, and even others' standards for that matter, think of your boss's standards and your spouse's standards, we attempt to move the out-of-bounds line to include our current actions. It's like trying to make an argument to the referees that the out-of-bounds line should be a foot further after you've stepped out. It's kind of nonsense, right? But yet this is kind of how we look when we try to justify ourselves after we have quite clearly sinned. Instead of admitting and confessing our sin, we haggle over definitions. Better yet, instead of staying as far from sin as possible, we haggle over a certain activity becoming sin and when it does and when it doesn't. Jesus' answer here smashes the lawyer's foolish attempt to justify himself and really leaves him with egg all over his face which often happens when you're too proud to genuinely inquire and seek to justify yourself when you are clearly in the wrong. 
Tomorrow, we'll talk about Jesus' answer. For reflection time today, I want you to just think of a time when you looked foolish, whether it was with your spouse or a friend or a coworker or a boss, when you tried to justify yourself and you were quite clearly in the wrong. Think back to that time in your head. Think of when you were first confronted with something that you did wrong. Think of your initial gut reaction. What was it? Was it to justify yourself? Was it to accept it that what you did was wrong and to repent? I think that says something about who we are in that moment. So how can you better then handle correction and criticism? How can you handle better the correction of God's word? How can we humbly approach our own lives in such a way that we recognize and we know that we are not perfect? Nobody is. We all say that, but then in the moment, we all try to do just like this teacher of the law. We try to justify ourselves instead of admitting our faults and our failures, confessing to God and repenting.